Welcome to the Dietitian Success Podcast. Here at Dietitian Success Center, we're all about making it easier for you to build your confidence and expertise. So whether you're a dietitian or a dietetic student, we've got something for you. I'm Krista, your host and the founder of DSC. Now, are you ready to ditch the imposter syndrome and join our incredible, vibrant community? If so, let's jump in. Corey Chadwick is a dad, husband, mental fitness and mindset trainer, and the founder of The Mental Gym. Corey is on a personal mission to help people live better, more fulfilled, happier lives. After his own series of personal setbacks and challenges, Corey found himself in a position of feeling like like life could be more, feeling like something was missing and that there was a gap between who he was and who he believed he could be. So he found himself on a personal development journey that would lead him down the road of discovering how to ditch the victim mentality, take ownership of your life, and ultimately find more happiness happiness to live a 10 out of 10 life. Now he teaches people how to do the same. So if I asked you right now, how would you rate your overall life on a scale of one to 10, 10 being incredible, amazing, so fulfilling, everything I want it to be. If your answer is anything but a 10, this episode is for you. Corey and I are going to dive deep into what it means to be happy, be fulfilled, and to live your 10. This episode is brought to you by the Dietitian Success Center membership. Our mission with DSC is to make it easier for you, dietitian or dietetic student, whoever you are, to build your confidence and expertise in both nutrition and entrepreneurship. We do this by offering access to online courses, client handouts, and business tools for an affordable monthly membership. And there's no commitment necessary. You can try it for a month and you can cancel at any point from within your own online portal. No hoops to jump through because that's not how we roll. So if you're looking for tools that are going to make your life and job easier, saving you tons of time, I want you to pop on over to dietitiansuccesscenter.com. And I would love to say, Hey, inside the membership. Corey, thanks so much for joining me today. Feel free to say, Hey, to the audience. Hey audience. Thanks, Chris. This is great. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for joining me. I'm just excited to dive into your business and some of the amazing value that I know that you can add to this audience. So high level, I always like to start with this question just to get everyone up to speed on you and how you got to where you are today. Can you give us just the Coles notes of your journey and how the mental gym actually came to be? Sure. Uh, I think this started for me in high school, feeling like I had potential and not knowing what to do with it and not knowing what direction to point myself in and what questions to ask or who to even ask them to. And it was really frustrating um, because I feel like there's a version of yourself you want to be in this world and you want to live a great life, but nobody ever teaches you how to do that. Uh, school teaches you how to be like good and be okay. And, and that always bothered me. So I was always looking for an answer for that. Um, also mental wellness came on mental well-being came on my radar about 25 years ago, my mom suffered from mental illness and I uh, lost my mom to mental illness. And it was, uh, it was a scary time because I was, you know, you're worried, like, is this going to come for you? Is this, is this genetic? Mm. Is this going to be my future too? And I realized I had two choices. I mean, one, I could just kind of cross my fingers and hope everything worked out okay. And I'd be fine, which just didn't feel like the, the best option to take. The other option was to be proactive. And so a little bit at a time, I started rewiring and kind of upgrading how I thought and how I made decisions and how I behaved. And 
without knowing it just over time, all of those little adjustments, those little improvements, those little kind of tweaks just started adding up and adding up and adding up and adding up uh, to the point where people really started to, to take notice. Like what's, what's going on with you? I was happier than I'd ever been. I was doing really well in my business. This was a previous business life at that point. Um, my relationships were great. I was healthy. Like just so many things were working out so well for me. Um, and I, and I was, I just kind of realized that I'd spent all of this time, just a little bit at a time developing this way of thinking and making decisions and behaving that was really just kind of intuitive. Um, you know, what if I shared this with people? And that's what really got me going on, on this kind of work was started sharing it with people and teaching people how to kind of think and make decisions and behave this way. And, um, all again, just small little adjustments, a little tweak here, a little adjustment there. So it wasn't like hard work, but the results were really incredible. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing just huge transformations in people's lives. And the more that that would happen, the more excited I got about, okay, like, how do I find the best way to share this with people? How do we, how do we make this more accessible? How do we help more people? How do we get more people doing this kind of work this way? Um, and I, you know, I've always thought of our, our mental well-being the same way as our physical well-being. And, and when you think about like physical health and exercise, you, you work out your body or the way you diet, right? You don't just like eat a salad once and say you're healthy. That makes no sense. It's got to be a consistent practice. Well, taking care of our minds is the same thing. And, and working on our mental fitness is the same thing. It's, it's got to be a consistent practice. I was right in the middle of a CrossFit class one day when the light bulb went off that, hey, we have these gyms for our bodies. We need a gym for our mind. And just like we have gyms for our bodies, the mental gym is for your mind. So that's, that's where that started. And that's, I guess, what brings us here right now, right? <laughs> talking yeah, to each other. Totally. Right so I'm curious, just as you were talking about that, and you had mentioned you developed this new way of thinking, where did you learn about some of these things, these new ways of thinking ways to shift your mindset, ways to view things differently. How did you learn that stuff? It's a great question. Um, I, I've always loved to think and think differently. Mm. Uh, when I was a teenager, especially my dad was a lawyer mm. and my dad would come home at dinner time and just challenge me to think differently. He would give me like a, a legal situation or a world issue or just something that would get me thinking. And he'd say, you know, tell me what you think about this. And I'd have to think and think, and I'd say, you know, here, here's my position or here's my argument. And he'd always say like, well thought out, really well done, but what about this? And he'd always play devil's advocate. And, and as, as frustrating as that was, I really loved it because I love being challenged to think differently. I've always been a very analytical thinker. I liked math and I like knowing how dots connect and how things work and all of these things growing up. Um, and I always asked the question, why? You know, like I, I got two little boys right now and my six-year-old from the time he was two just always asked the question, why? Why this? Why that? Well, you can never just say, well, that's the way it is. That's how things work. Like, that's not a good enough answer. And I've always been like that. I never stopped. I hope he never stops. And when you do that, it makes you ask different questions. When you ask different questions, you come up with different answers. Um, I had some real good case studies in my life very close to home. It was unfortunate that they were that way. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom's suffering from mental illness. I got to see the her at her best and her at her worst and really get to see a huge contrast there. My dad struggled with addiction and this was kind of after my teenage years. Now it's, it's a little bit later, but again, like I looked up to this guy my whole life. He was the guy I wanted to be like, and then I got to see a very different side of him. And again, here's a real contrast and you get to see what's working so well 
and what's not. And you get to, I could just kind of connect the dots. Well, if we do it this way, this happens. If we do it that way, that happens. And the more I saw that there were dots that could be connected, the more dots I wanted to connect. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept learning more and learning more and asking more questions and studying people and bit by bit learning that all of these dots really do connect. We just have to, f- we just have to understand how, mm-hmm. and once we do, we can learn things faster. We can, we can think at a different level, make decisions at a different level, behave in a way and show up the way we just want to. Cause it's, it's just a part of who we are. And yeah, I guess I've never stopped. I love learning. I love growing. I want to be a better version of myself every single day. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I think you kind of answered this question, but I'm curious if there's anything else that you feel like is missing. What is, what does mental fitness mean? Yeah. So, I mean, again, if you think about it, like physical fitness in that there are so many different types of exercise and so many different ways to work out, which I think is great. So this version of mental fitness for me is answering the question, what would happen if we combined really proactive mental well-being? So you're doing fine, you're doing well, but what would it look like to kind of move from good to great? What would happen if we combine that with some really powerful personal development and professional development work? So you're working on yourself, your personal growth, how you show up at work, but you're also taking great care of your mind. So it's really that really nice marrying of mental, proactive mental well-being and performance. Um, why choose one when you can have both? And so for us, mental fitness is all about thinking and making decisions and feeling and performing as the best version of yourself in all areas of your life. And so how do you know when mental fitness is something that you need to work on? The question need is is a tough one for me because I just believe it's something. Yeah, I want to, right? Like, (laughs) do you need to eat well? Do you need to exercise? I mean, technically you don't, you'll still survive otherwise. And I guess that's it. It's is, is what's your, what's the level you want to be at? Do you want to be at survival? Do you want to be at getting by or do you want to? really thrive and, and be great in your life. Um, if you do, then you're definitely going to want to work on your mental fitness because it really is the difference between good and great. Hmm. And so on that, yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And so on that note, you use numbers to categorize mm-hmm. mental fitness, right? Your whole slogan is sort of live your 10. Sure. Tell me more about this. What do the numbers mean? So the numbers are kind of personal in that you can really decide, look, think of it more as a range of numbers. Um, If you think about life on a scale from one to 10, you can think of it as your mental fitness level. You can just think of like the kind of life you're living, one being your worst life, 10 being your best life is the best version of yourself. Where on that scale do you feel like you are right now? And where on that scale do you want to be? I think for most people that we work with are people aren't living at a two or a three. They're doing well. They're highly functional. They're probably in that five, six, seven range, maybe even eight, but they know that they're not cool with seven. They don't want to live their seven. They want to live their 10. And so this is all about how do we help you move up that scale? So when you look yourself in the mirror, when you show up in life, you can say, I'm living my 10 and I'm not coasting by at a six or a seven but it really is up to you to decide here's where I am right now. It's this end of the spectrum, this middle chunk, a little higher up. It's not an exact science. Yeah. But it also helps to give you a bit of a objective 
mm-hmm. sort of uh, way to sort of measure how things are changing okay. for you and how your life is changing and what your life feels like now versus where you feel like you want to be. Because I think that's a super hard thing to categorize. It can be. I mean, when you break it up into parts and you've mm-hmm. kind of look at each one of those parts, like for yeah. example, if I said to you, you know, your, your relationship with your fiance, like if you gave that a score from one to 10, you could mm-hmm. probably do that, you know, yeah. or your physical health or your levels of stress or how happy are you? I think when we break it down like that, it's easier to say, yeah. you know what, here's, here's where I feel like I'm at. Um, and 10 doesn't mean perfect. Like there's yeah. no perfect. It's not a math test. It's like, this is real life, but there is your best. And then I think that overall, I think a lot of us can, in fact, I know a lot of us can just kind of ask ourselves the question and say, you know what, I feel like I am living a five or a six or a seven. Um, And I think it's an important question to ask ourselves and and we should all be asking ourselves that question. Mm -hmm. Um, Know where you are and you can decide to stay there. That's absolutely fine. It's cool. It's just, if that's not where you want to be, then let's make sure you have some options that you can do something about it. Yeah. And so as I was jotting down some questions before this, I was looking through your website and you have this section on the essentials. So tell me more about the essentials. What are they? And why do you believe that they're so important? Uh, The essentials are are kind of like lessons that I've learned throughout life. And you'll see with each of the essentials, they're kind of like umbrella topics. And there's Mm -hmm. a, a lot of stuff that kind of comes underneath it. But Um, I believe that these six skills, if you will, these six things that you can work on and develop in yourself are super key to living your best life and to being who you want to be. And what I love so much about these essentials is not that they're like six isolated concepts, but they actually work together. Um, And those are self-awareness. So the more self-aware we can be, I mean, self-awareness is everything. Learn what makes you tick and what you want and what you don't want and a whole lot of other great stuff about you. Uh, Accountability. You got to take responsibility for who you are and how you show up and, and the life you want to live vulnerability. It's about being real and honest about who you are and, and what you want and what makes you tick and, and not showing up in life with like a, a filter on, but just being real about it. Optimism, being able to see what's possible, being able to understand what you can achieve and who you can be and being optimistic about that. Uh, purpose, having not even a singular life's purpose, it's not even necessary, but just living with a sense of purpose, being intentional, being purposeful, um, and grit and growth mindset. You know, mindset is everything. Grit, that ability to just persevere and keep going and keep going after what you want and who you want to be is is essential. And though, again, the way all of these work together, kind of like pieces of the same puzzle is really, really something special. Um, And then again, there's a lot of kind of parts underneath it and and connected to it. But yeah, those are, those are the essentials. Hmm. And so within the context of the mental gym, do people pick one to prioritize first, or is it more about looking at all of these holistically and picking a few goals within each? Yeah, it's a very holistic approach. Hmm. And for what we do, it needs to be because Mm -hmm. these are all connected because they're not isolated concepts, like who you are in your relationship with your partner and how you show up at work and how you take care of your physical health, like it's all part of the same thing. So if we think about them differently, and I think this is one of the challenges that people experience so much in learning new skills and improving and things is that we try to just tackle one isolated thing. Um, And maybe we pick up some pieces and, but we don't make progress and that progress, if we do make it isn't sustainable, but when it becomes holistic, when people often say that 
one of the reasons that our changes stick so much and, and continue to improve in people's lives and time is there's kind of like a, a through line through it all or like a glue that brings everything together. So everything you learn makes sense and you see how it connects with these other pieces. Having that is, is so important. So no, somebody wouldn't come in. They might come in and say like, hey, I recognize I could use some improvement here. Here are some areas of growth, but we just work on everything on a, on a holistic level. Like we might not work on vulnerability for weeks or months or anything like that, except the experience of working out in the mental gym is just one of being real and honest. And so you're kind of building that muscle anyway. So yeah, we're always kind of working on different pieces of the puzzle. Mm. And so how do changes in mental fitness manifest themselves in daily life? Because I think sometimes these, and if I look back on my own entrepreneurial journey, I think that Um, now it's easy to look back and see how personal development and really spending time on personal and professional development changed everything for me. Um, I think I'm the person that I am today purely because of that. And I, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't, but I think only now can I look back and see Mm -hmm. that because the changes are so gradual. Yep. Um, so I'd love to just hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I'm a big fan of gradual change. Yeah. We're big on that is just that consistency and those incremental improvements. So the idea of the mental gym is we spend one hour once a week working out your mind and, and working on you. And if each week you can just make one tiny little tweak, one tiny little adjustment, you do create this snowball effect that we'll often hear people say, you know, week to week, I really didn't notice anything changing in me, but now I'm looking back over the last six months or eight months or a year and like, holy crap, like my relationship. So I heard a lot in this, this past week, just happened to be a lot of great like relationship stories about communication with partners, um, building more trusting relationships. We have this connection that we've never had before. We feel like we're in it together and it's not hard. Like we're just doing it because it feels right. But again, this comes from learning how to have certain conversations and show up the way you want to and set your intentions in your relationship. Um, Promotions at work. So people moving up the ladder, being recognized for the way they're showing up as leaders. So making more money is nice. Everybody, why not make more money? But that recognition that you're really stepping up. Um, Relationships with kids is also a big one for any parents that that work out in the gym. They feel like they're being kind of role models that they want to be and they're learning how to do that. Uh, a lot of our members are in the best physical shape of their lives, which is great because we don't really work on that. It's more like if you think like the kind of person who takes good care of yourself, you're going mm-hmm. to be the kind of person who takes great care of yourself. Routines like meditation routines are quite common for people to build and develop. Uh, overall, just a feeling of happiness and fulfillment is, is much, much higher. Uh, stress and anxiety levels are way, way down. So that feeling of calm and in control of your life and being present I could go on and on or like balance in life, work-life balance, uh, quality of life, like huge improvements there too. Again, because we're uh, taking a holistic approach to this, it really ripples out into so many areas of your life, which is really exciting. So if someone is listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, I feel like I'm at a four or a five and I don't necessarily want to be there. Um, what would you suggest as some of their first steps in terms of the journey to living their 10? I mean, you've already taken the first step, which Mm -hmm. is looking yourself in the mirror and saying like, this isn't where I want to be, Yeah, you know? And I think one of our biggest challenges, and this was certainly one of mine when I was at that, like, well, I'm not living my 10 is okay, but how do I get from here to there? Yeah. Um, again, going back to what I said about school, like no one's showing you this stuff. And 
I believe the most important things to learn in life are things that you don't learn in school. And most people, unfortunately, never get a chance to learn. So it's recognizing that. It's also recognizing that just doing more of what you're already doing isn't going to get you where you want to go and where you want to be. And we see that a lot with people who are like, well, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to have more stuff. And they still like max out at a seven or an eight. And there's nothing wrong with maxing out at a seven or an eight, but if you don't want to, then right. So Mm -hmm. you got to recognize that maybe some of the questions that other people are asking or the, uh, the ways other people are telling you, like, you know, here's the Instagram life. Here's what living your 10 looks like that, that probably not the answer. So again, I kind of lump this all into kind of first steps. Is that like awareness stage? And maybe I need to ask different questions. And then it's really finding someone or a community or both who you feel like you can learn from who understands where you're at and where you want to go and isn't just going to like hand you a list of things to do, but can actually guide you along the way. Um, Why I believe so much in what we do is you've got the guidance, you've got the community, you've got the consistency, which is so important. This, this growth to living your 10 isn't something you do in two weeks. So you need that environment where you can keep being around like-minded people who are also working on living their 10 and have that accountability along the way where, okay, this is what's important to you. Let's make sure that this is getting priority in your life and you're treating it that way. Um, And also knowing that within that, that journey, you're going to have ups and downs of normal life and and we're all human beings. And, you know, can you be in an environment where, where it's not like you have to hide that you can just be real about it. And again, part of who we are and what we do. So look, books are great. Podcasts like this one, amazing. You can watch YouTube videos. All of these things are fine and they have their place and they have their value. But I think you got to ask yourself, like, am I actually serious about this? And if reading all of the books that I've read isn't getting me the results I want, is that the right approach for me? But I think being really intentional about saying, I want to live my 10, I want to live my best life, however you want to phrase that or whatever you want to call it. Um, And now what can I do? to make sure that I'm putting myself on that path to making that happen. Because if you don't, crossing your fingers is not gonna, it's not gonna get you there. I know that that's gonna resonate so much with the listeners to this podcast, because we're, for the most part, most of us are dietitians, And so we're mm-hmm. working every single day with people on behavior change. There you go. And this whole yeah. idea of those small, consistent actions over time. But what's funny is that as practitioners ourselves, I see this all the time when I'm doing business coaching and working with people on their businesses is like, they don't remember that for themselves, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? It's like, we're teaching people every day about taking small, consistent steps and actions in our Mm day-to-day life. Um, But we don't remember that we actually also have to do that. (laughs) Right. And it's not just food and it's not just nutrition. It's actually everything else too, right? Mm -hmm. It's mental well-being. It's physical well-being. It's all of the things. It's all Um, of the things. Yeah. So I'm curious then as my final question, is there a practice that you feel like you have been doing consistently that has really been a game changer for you? There are many. I swear by daily meditation. My Mm. morning meditation is just so important for me. Life's busy and hectic and we've got so many moving parts and we, I'm sure so many of your listeners will relate to that, but carving out that time to just be quiet and be still and be alone with your thoughts or not thoughts, however you meditate, but that piece is such an important part of my practice. Something too, that everybody can do. We're so big about this in the mental gym 
is this very simple question that we ask ourselves as often and consistently as possible. You can ask it in a number of ways, um, but one of the ways I love it is what would future me do? So future me would be an aspirational identity of yours. It's you 10 years in the future or 15 years, however you want to do it, five years, doesn't matter, but actually detail who that version of you is. What are their characters and qualities and characteristics and their traits and like what makes them who they are? What makes them a role model that you really want to become? And then what I'll do as many times as I can every day is just ask myself the question, especially when I'm in a decision, I got a decision to make, what would future Corey do? And future Corey always knows the answer. It's amazing like how much future Corey knows the answer. And our members do that same thing. Like what would future me do? And by asking yourself that question, either you just do what future you would do. Maybe you have a conversation about it. Like, okay, future me would do it this way. Present me would do it this way. But even being in that process of, of being intentional about it, it forces you to be present. It forces you to be intentional. It forces you to make better decisions because that's the point. And the more you can do that and the more consistently you can do that, the more you actually become that future version of yourself because you are thinking and making decisions and behaving and acting like that version of yourself. So anybody can do that. It's not some kind of rocket science uh, tool, but it is incredibly powerful. And I would love to see everybody try that one on for size. That's awesome. I wrote that down as you were talking, because I think even you and I were having a conversation before we pressed record about business and just some mm. of the mindset challenges I find myself in right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that question <laughs> applies back to me very directly at this moment. Mm. So I appreciate that. That was yeah. very helpful for me. Oh, awesome. Personally. Yeah. It applies to all of us always. Yeah, yeah Totally. Well, thank you so much for your time, Corey. It was so awesome to chat with you. Where can the audience find out more about you and the work that you do? Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Krista. This is great. Mentalgymlife.com is, is our website. You can learn more about me and, and the work that we do on our website. If you want to contact me, you can contact me right through the website. That's a great way to do it. If you're on LinkedIn, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as social platforms go. That's where I hang out the most. So uh, please connect with me on LinkedIn and say hi. Awesome. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Krista.